you realize how things change, how your thinking changes. So matters of life, matters of emotions perhaps, if they are related to your age, they are best sought from somebody who's actually been through that age. I think that's very important. And that's why when I went out on my search, I didn't really go to any popular guru. I didn't really go to anybody who was on, on TV or other medium, because I thought, this is not what liberated souls are like. They would never do such a thing. I thought, according to the books I'd read, that they would be forever sitting under some tree. I thought they would be just living by the riverside. I thought they would be hiding somewhere in the Himalayas. I thought they would be so liberated that they would forever be immersed in sadhana. If I tell you what else I thought, you would abandon me. <laughs> I thought I would go serve them tea and samosas and things like that. <laughs> they would be sitting in sadhanas in some samshan, and there'll be so many of them. I'd in the evening go there and help them and, and make some meal and serve them. I thought all those things. But when you are in their shoes, the first thing you realize is very few people are actually in search of the divine really. Most have it on their list. But that's the thing, they have a list. And the list doesn't have just one item, it has a number of items. And most people find their God in their Guru. And most people, and a lot of people find their God in, in a vigra, in a prayer, in their life. They, they are not, not everybody is searching the same thing or in the same way that I did. Therefore, I thought it would be so uh, ignorant of me, even so arrogant, if I just uh, said to everybody, no, this is what you do. If you don't do this, you're going to hell. I thought, no, I must listen to what they want to say. I must hear them out. I've not been a householder, so I don't know the challenges of a householder. The challenges they are going through are different challenges, a different set of challenges. And then I had a choice to make. Should I remain the ideal person I thought a good uh, liberated soul should look like? Should I adapt and find out what the world needs? Hence that uh, practicality or simplicity in my writings. Because if I cannot make you understand what I'm saying, then I'm not doing my job. My job is to dispel the myths, the confusions, to tell you the truth as I know it. There could be other truths. There actually are other truths. There must be other truths. It cannot be any other way. And that, as you gain that, that wisdom, that for everything I seek, either I must find the answer out myself, or I must go to the right person. Life becomes a breeze. Sometimes very chilly, but breeze nevertheless 
and then everything kind of starts to fall in place because the abstraction of life like those colors splashed on a canvas is what makes it makes it beautiful as opposed to that uh, planning I'm going to put an object here, I'm going to draw a mountain here, I'm going to put a disc here, my sun, I'm going to put a triangle here, my hut, and I'm going to put uh, a chapati here, little stones around my hut, and so on. I'm going to put a little trapezium or whatever here, that's my chimney. That's a very weird chimney, by the way. <laughs> like a rectangular, a rectangle or something. All that planning, all those designs, all those schemes, one day they don't really matter. They just... Uh, remain on the side somewhere as we lie on the bed ready to die everything we've ever accumulated all the wealth all the uh, accomplishments all the medals and uh, what have you all the people you created or procreated or you uh, you were associated with doesn't matter how much they love you. It doesn't matter how hard an effort you put in to build what you did. All those property documents, everything is going to be sitting on the side there. And chances are, some people around you would be waiting when you would die and they can grab those documents. People think, oh, now this guy has lived his life. Why is he still alive? He should be dead. I can take the home, sell it, and do so many things with it. So all of that is going to be on the side. The only thing that's going to be with you are your thoughts about what you did and your feelings in the form of memories and emotions. At that time... None of that, that resentment or, or that excessive work, none of that will matter. The only thing that will matter is what's going on in your mind at that time. <clears throat> they say when Steve Jobs died, and as you might know, he went through a very painful uh, few years because of his cancer. When he died, just before dying, he only said three very short sentences. So he said, before dying, this is what he said, okay. <clears throat> oh, wow. Oh, wow. Oh, wow. That's all he said. And then he died. He might have experienced something um, so beautiful to be able to say that. I forgot, I think this one very other famous person, he built world's biggest uh, liquor company. And he said, uh, can you fix me a peg? And then he died. That was his reality. I forgot the name. <laughs> can you make me a drink, he said. And they brought the drink, he died. So <laughs> that was... Uh, his reality. <laughs> now, this thing of filling your heart with love and kindness and beautiful feelings, believe me people, it's totally worth it. It's totally worth it. It's so worth it 
that it's the only thing that's worthy. Everything else is secondary. That seeking, finding, running around, that, um, that anger, everything will just dissolve. It's, uh, it's that beautiful uh, that acid that's going to dissolve all those things. Because the world will not stop, your life will not end. <clears throat> it doesn't matter how dire the circumstances, life is going to move on. So never lose hope, never lose heart, because it's not the end of the world. <laughs>